Litcentric Radio is sponsored by Book Taco, an online program for managing independent reading in grades K-8. Book Taco is an affordable alternative to Accelerated Reader with an engaging, inclusive environment for the diverse students you serve. But Book Taco offers printable learning options too. There are several reading response activities you can print and share with students right now. I'll share some examples of the activities and how to use them later on in the episode. Welcome back to Litcentric Radio, the podcast that's a literacy coach in your pocket. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Webb. I'm betting that by now, your school year is in full swing and you and your students are settling in. So I hope that's the case. And I bet you're trying out some small group instruction too. For those of you who are teaching virtually right now, there's a resource I created last spring that I think you might want to check out. It's a video on Letcentric's YouTube channel called Teaching Guided Reading Online. And in that video, I share some ways that you can support small groups even when you're not face-to-face. So I created this again last spring when a lot of us didn't necessarily even have web conferencing software like Zoom or Google Meet. Those things weren't necessarily up and running and people were really concerned about how do I get kids reading in the meantime. So that's what this video is all about. Along with that, I also created a tool that you can use in your small group guided reading and for word work. It's digital magnetic letters. They're great for Google Slides or Jamboard, any virtual whiteboard. Students manipulate them to build words on the screen, and you can even see students building words in real time if you use them with a free tool like whiteboard.fi. You can find digital magnetic letters at litcentric.com if you click on the shop tab and the remote learning section. Digital magnetic letters are a must-have tool for distance and hybrid learning. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at repetition with the text Gaston. Now, I absolutely love Gaston. I claim it's the most adorable book of the decade. I absolutely love this book, and so does my daughter. It's cute, and it's smart, it's delightful. It's the perfect blend of words and illustrations. What I like to use it for is sentence fluency, specifically repetition. So it's really used to great effect here, and it's easy for young writers to have similar success. Repetition is one of those tricks that you can teach students to do, and it really can up the game in their writing. And it's not difficult for them to learn how to do, as long as they don't try to use it too often, right? Just once in a while makes for a really delightful and kind of surprising way to use language. So let's take a look at today's text, Gaston. So this text takes place in Paris, and Mrs. Poodle has had four darling puppies, and she named them Fifi, Fufu, Oulala, and Gaston. So right away you can see these names are really incredible. Three out of the four puppies are alike, and can you guess who's not? Yep, it's Gaston. But Mrs. Poodle loves them all. And one day she takes them all to the park and they accidentally bump into Mrs. Bulldog and her four puppies, Rocky, Ricky, Bruno, and Antoinette. So notice anything interesting? You guessed it. Mrs. Poodle has three poodles and a bulldog and Mrs. Bulldog has three bulldogs and a poodle. 
They try to switch the puppies around, but realize that everything was already wonderful just as it was. Again, this book is so adorable. You have to read it with your students. Even older students will appreciate it. And it's actually a lot of fun to try to read with a French accent as well. It's important for the modern classroom to have access to quality online learning materials. And BookTaco offers so many options, including practice activities, games, videos, and more. But what you might not realize is that BookTaco has activities students can do offline as well. When students choose a book from BookTaco's 30,000 plus collection, there are printable activities to match. Everything from plot diagrams to story mapping to nonfiction book reports. It's easy to find a printable to match the text students are reading, no matter the text type or genre. That flexibility makes BookTaco an easy choice for teachers. And speaking of choice, you can leave that up to students or you can turn activities on or off depending on the book, the student, or the time of year. It makes the collection of printables a great tool for differentiating reading in your classroom. And because the work is offline, you can quickly identify a printable that matches your instructional needs and make copies for students and have them available for literacy centers or even homework or as assessments to evaluate student thinking. I can see students working collaboratively on BookTaco printable activities in my classroom. Students who read the same book could have a discussion using a printable as a starting point, then complete the task together. Then I'd ask them to write an exit ticket where they reflect on their experience and give an example of how their thinking changed because of their discussion with a partner. It could be really interesting to match up students who read different books too. For example, students could compare two nonfiction texts on the same topic, then collaboratively write a nonfiction book report where they synthesize the information from their research and discussion. Promoting higher level thinking and discourse is so much more doable with a tool like BookTaco. Log on to booktaco.com and download a set of printables today. That's booktaco.com. So here, we're gonna build, again, a T-chart where we take quotes directly from the text. And of course, students and I are gonna read the text. We're gonna do the text-pendant questions that come with the Litcentric Radio lesson in our growing bundle, eccentric.com. And in that lesson, after we've done those questions and enjoyed the story, we're gonna dive back into the text in order to build the bridge chart. And we're gonna dive back in and have to mine for some of these quotes. So one example of how the author uses repetition and also alliteration in this case, is when she um, has the dogs go to the park and meet for the first time. And she talks about at the park, there are daffodils, ducklings, dogs. So she repeats this idea of not only things that they might encounter at the park, but all things that start with a D. So it has this really nice flow to it. That would go on the alike side of the chart because those things are something similar. They start with a D, so the sound is similar, but also they're all things that you would find at the park. Another thing the author says later when she's describing the poodles, she says proper, precious, pink. So again, all of these relate to the poodles themselves and they all start with the same letter as luck would have it. Again, she does the same thing with the uh, description of the bulldogs, brutish, brawny, brown. I mean, aren't those the absolute best words? I just love them so much. But that repetition students pick up on, it's not difficult to do. All she did was take three adjectives describing what she was talking about, and she put them in um, succession. She used the same beginning sounds, 
and just a period after each word, not even a comma, something really simple that students can do. And it really drives home the description that she's trying to put forth in the book. On the other side though, when we're talking about repetition can show how things are different, there's um, a line that she uses a few times in the book. She says, uh, when she's introducing the puppies for the first time, this is Poodle's puppies, she says their names are Fifi, Fufu, Ulala, and Gaston. And then she says, would you like to see them again? Fifi, Fufu, Ulala, and Gaston. So she repeats that, of course, a couple times. And in this case, Fifi, Fufu, Ulala, they all definitely sound like a French poodle type of name, don't they? And then all of a sudden we have Gaston, which just has a completely different ring to it. It still sounds very French, but it has a much deeper, kind of more serious tone to it than a name like Ulala, right? <laughs> so there, with that repetition, she's repeating these names and all of a sudden the one at the end is very different. And so that's showing us how Gaston is standing out from his siblings. In a similar way, when she talks about these three poodles and then Gaston as well, she's describing um, things that they're doing, like learning how to you know, eat properly and not bark loudly, and they're supposed to walk in a very dainty way because they're poodles, right? But of course, we know Gaston is a bulldog, a French bulldog, so he's not going to be dainty and small and polite necessarily. So with these repetitions, again, it's showing how Gaston is so different. So when the poodles are learning how to eat, and of course Gaston's in that group, uh, they're trying to be you know, very prim and proper. And the mom says, good, well done, very nice, nice try. So of course those first three repeating this idea of they're doing a good job and all of a sudden, nice try, like didn't really hit the mark even though mama poodle's still being kind. Or later it gets even more simple when they're learning how to bark and each one says, yep, yep, yep and then rough. And so of course, again, showing how different Gaston is. So there's lots of incidents of this where we're showing how um, repetition can show how things are alike and also repetition showing how things can be different. And she does a really good job. The author does a great job of this in the text. It's delightful, it's fun, and again, it's easy for kids to duplicate. And that's what we're asking kids to do in their writing task. After we've read the book together, we've had our discussion, we've built our bridge chart. Now we're off to the writing task where they're gonna work on their own as much as possible, depending on the time of year and the developmental, um, developmental level of your students, of course. But we want kids to actually look for opportunities in stories that they've written where they can try to do some repetition in either a way that shows how alike something is or how different something is. So that's our lesson for this week. You have got to get yourself a copy of Gaston. It is so adorable. And the best part is, is that, well, actually there's lots of best parts. So one of the best parts is that there's a sequel book to it called Antoinette. So we have Gaston on one side and then Antoinette, the uh, poodle puppy who's living with the bulldogs on the other. So there's an excellent kind of follow-up to that initial book. Another thing I love about this book is it's illustrated by the incomparable Christian Robinson, who, um, as you probably are aware, he illustrated Last Stop on Market Street, as well as several other award-winning books. And he is amazing. And I got to meet him in person, talk with him, and see his presentation at my daughter's school. And he was lovely, and his presentation was funny and delightful, just as he is. And the illustrations are the best. So... On that note, we're gonna say goodbye. Don't forget to subscribe to Litcentric's YouTube channel and uh, watch Teaching Guided Reading Online, that video. 
get your hands on a set of digital magnetic letters. You're going to need them this year. And we'll see you next time. Have a great day at school.